you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trafford Beef Jerky, live, as always, in New York City. Happy to see you on a Monday. It's the day before Halloween. Hey. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There is Kyle Brandt, Micah Parsons. There is Peter Schrager, ever the journalist, ever the neutrality. <laughs> yeah, right. Switzerland, if you will, yes. here at Good Morning Football. The Oiler Titan legend, Jason McCourty, to my left. And legend. how about the 12? Yeah, you are a legend. Sure, you were there for a while. Yeah. You know it was gorgeous? That, you check out that Sunday night football game, guys? <laughs> for some, it was. It was awesome. L.A., we serious? Do we L.A.? Get into it? Let's do it. Let's go. Time for the lead block. It is the Chargers-Bears game that you wanted. Peter, they could have flexed it, right? Could have flexed it. They said, no, let's roll the dice. There's your flex. There was no crazy comeback. There was no Disney movie with the arm wrestling kid coming back. It was just a three-score victory in which the Bears took a knee at the end of the game. It was a little bit weird. Let's hear, though, from the winning quarterback and the head coach after their win in prime time. Um, I think every win is important by this one. You know, we, we saw all three phases get after it, special teams, offense, defense, and I think that's what we needed. That gives us the confidence going forward, and um, a win like that is, is huge. Yeah, we've been in search for a game like this. I felt like our guys really earned it in all three phases. So I felt like from the first week of practice to the, the last whistle, I thought our guys really played together and played the right way that gets you a win like that. Cincinnati Bengals, San Francisco 49ers. All right, Brock Purdy coming off back-to-back losses. He clear concussion protocol. He will play. That is Joe Burrow. They're coming off a bye week. Bengals win this one 31-17. Coming off the bye week, they look like a completely different team these last few weeks with Joe Burrow starting to cook. Let's see what he had to say after the big upset win. Yeah, it was a big win, but like I said, it was just one. You know, there's still a lot of football left to be played. This is week seven. We got 10 more, so this one means nothing if we come out and lay an egg, you know, next week and the week after that. So we just got to keep stacking them together. So uh, Chargers have uh, take took care of their business yeah, against they the did. Bears on Sunday night, and then the Bengals, the game we were looking forward to a lot, took care of their business in San Francisco, both games on the West Coast. The Bengals have now rattled off three straight wins. They are 4-0 against the NFC West this season. Jason, where does your eye go to yesterday in that Bengals-Signers game? Oh, you know where it goes. That goes to Mr. Joe Burrow. They are coming off their bye week, and we're talking about it. This is going to be a big game. They're going on the road. The 49ers are coming off back-to-back losses. How are they going to show up? And as soon as I saw the team come off the plane, there were pictures that went around everywhere. And I see the quarterback come off the plane. <laughs> so the NASA sweatshirt. The, 
I'm like, they're ready to go. Joe, Joe Burrow's cooking. He's saying, I'm not from this planet. I am not human. Watch what I'm about to do to my opponent. And then he got out there on the field, and he just backed it up. He was, a, he was mobile. He was moving around the pocket. He scrambled some. He was just unbelievable. Finding what was I impressed with is how they found Jamar Chase. There were throws down the field, but then there were bubble screens out to the right and left, just finding ways to get the ball in his hands. This is the Joe Burrow that we expected at the beginning of the season. And I remember early on, I was, all right, they're 0-2. No team has gone to the playoffs back-to-back seasons after starting 0-2. But the way this Bengals team looked, they look unbelievable. And I was unsure about this game going in. And then I'm watching the pregame shows, and I see somebody where, you know, the panel where everybody picks the 49ers. And it's just like whenever you see everybody pick one person, it never works. But then I saw our guy, Kyle Brandt. And I'm like, all right, who's is. I see Joe Burrow come off the plane, and then you fast forward, I see Kyle Brandt like this. It's in the cut. I, I mean, it's oh, the stars, dude. It's the Bengals. Dang. You know the game day morning show, if you're the one person who picks the team and everybody else doesn't, you are the lone wolf. And they have this, this pelt that you put on your head, and then you do a wolf cry. Now, I did lone wolf the Bengals. I also lone wolf the Panthers yesterday. Whoa. Here's the problem, and I'll get to this quickly. My last first time ever doing a lone wolf was yeah. like five, six weeks ago. I lone wolfed the damn Denver Broncos over the Miami Dolphins oh. in a game where the Dolphins <laughs> scored 70, and I thought the Broncos would win. So I had some business with the lone wolf situation. But the reason I picked the Bengals, I, I wasn't surprised at all by this game. We also had similar conversations yesterday, everybody did around the league, that the classic, if you're the Chiefs, who are you most worried about? Now, maybe it should have been the Broncos, but before that game, yeah. and it's like, is it the Bills? Is it Pittsburgh? Is it a lot of people on Baltimore? I said, no. I think it's Cincinnati coming out of the bye. We talked about this last week. They've gone to Arrowhead. They've beaten him. Cincinnati looked amazing yesterday. You know what else they looked amazing? Before the bye week, they got healthier. Burrow feels great. Chase is now all of a sudden cooking. Like, there is not a hotter receiver in the league outside of A.J. Brown, I think. This is the team that we all thought. And it's like, you should have kept them down when you could. Yeah. Just like last year, you should have kept them down when you could. And it's the perfect Halloween thing. Michael Myers is dead. He's on the ground. Everyone's hugging and crying. And then he just sits up and he's got the damn knife. That is what Burrow and the Bengals do. Three and three, two years in a row. Last year when they started three and three, they went nine and one in their next ten. This team cannot be killed. That's the 49ers. Huge win. And San Francisco's got problems. Yeah, and you're watching the game. And just every time that you think that the Niners are going, there's a sack. There's a turnover. Trey Hendrickson's dancing. Luana Rumo's going nuts. Their defense is really good. And there is no coach who is better in the second half than Luana Rumo. When these teams go to halftime, it's like, all right, I'm going to make the simple adjustments and it's going to be confounding for the rest of the, the league what we do. We've seen him figure out Josh Allen in a playoff game. We've seen him figure out Patrick Mahomes in playoff games. Yep. Yesterday, Brock Purdy looked like a totally different player in the second half than did the first half. Now, I don't know if he got re-injured or what, but it was an all-out Bengals defensive showcase. And Tony Romo's on the call, and he says, Luana Rumo, you're going to be a head coach next year. Oh. Says it. Says it right there. And then Jim Nance's like, well, a lot of people thought he would be in Arizona this year. And he interviewed, and everyone thought he was going to get the Arizona job. He didn't. This has been an amazing showcase of, hey, offense, figure your stuff out. We'll carry the load for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And when you catch up, we'll be on our, yeah. our, 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 and that's what they are right now. Because, like, Burrow's not looking great. The defense has been looking great. So I would shout out the Trey Hendricksons, the Sam Hubbards, and yesterday the two young defensive backs. You've got Turner from Michigan's playing well. Cam Taylor Britt is playing well. Like, it is a fierce defense to go into San Francisco. Mm-hmm. When the Niners are reeling and the Niners can make excuses saying, well, it was in the rain in Cleveland 
Wilson, and then it was a weird Monday night game. Not that one. This was like power versus power, and it was never really in doubt in the second half. I'm going to shout out the Bengals' defense. I think mm-hmm. it might be the best mm-hmm. defense in the league mm. right now. I am so impressed with how they play. And they gave up a bunch of garbage passing yards at the sure. end. Yeah. Don't look at that. Mm-hmm. Look at the key turnovers and look at the way they just suffocated a Kyle Shanahan offense. Mm-hmm. And even if the Bengals' defense had been playing that well for the first seven or eight weeks, the offense was just in such turmoil to start mm-hmm. the season that it's almost like they've picked each other up. And now here we are at the end of week eight and the Bengals and Joe Burrow look great. Can I see that Halloween picture again? Yes, please. Uh, the comedian we had on Friday or Thursday, Noah Garden-Swartz, uh-huh. what was his... Uh, special called, if you remember, sweatpants sweat in perpetuity. I really respect Joe Burrow. I feel like he lives the sweatpants in perpetuity life. Awesome. I, I admire someone who builds a Halloween costume, and I believe he did this from Zubaz Up. Uh, what do I want to wear as sweatpants these? And then you build from there. So shout out to Joe Burrow for accomplishing that. Shout out to the calf muscle that's uh, lying within those sweatpants because it was stressing us all out. You know, it was end of September. Should we, do you, do you bench him? Do you rest him? You gotta make it to the bye. He's gonna limp towards the bye. There is no limping that is happening anymore. Up until yesterday, net rushing yards Joe Burrow had for the season was 14. He had a couple of negative rush yard games. Collectively through six weeks, it was 14 rush yards. He had 43 yesterday. Go, if Joe. Joe Burrow can throw a handful of touchdowns, if he can throw for a 243, 283 like he did yesterday, fine. If he can take off with his feet too and hit 43 rushing yards, that's just downright dangerous. It's awesome. I love the numbers. I love him running. I, the, the Halloween costume is interesting because I think it's awesome. We all think it's awesome. I tell you, yesterday I was sitting right next to Michael Irvin when that picture came up, and he was triggered as hell. Volta did not like it. He thought it was disrespectful. He said that team, the Niners, have just gotten crushed last week, and you're going into their house wearing that building. He's like totally disrespectful. I didn't expect Mike to go like all serious. I have a different take. A, it wasn't okay. Here's I loved it. Here's my thing. That was off the plane. It wasn't into the stadium. stadium. So I think it's a very big difference. This is just him being festive. I would also say, I think in a in a time where it seems like the world is at end. To wear the NASA shirt and the alien mask brings people together. <laughs> so I was more about, not world peace, universe, galactic peace. Galactic peace. NASA <laughs> and alien. So there's a bigger message there. And Joe I Burrow. Think you were going there. Burrow and I are in the same wavelength. I'm just about peace. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know who also brings in galactic yes. peace? Yes. Rap sheet. The sheet, the sheet does, because he brings us what we need to know. And a lot of quarterback talk this morning. Herbert looked great, Burrow looked great. Kirk Cousins was doing great yesterday, and it hated to see what happened to the Vikings quarterback yesterday. Yeah, Kirk Cousins may have been having the best season of his career. And, you know, you look at what this Minnesota Vikings team has done, come back from the abyss, started looking really good, seemed like a team that was really going to hit its stride. And now Kirk Cousins expected to be out for the season with a torn Achilles. Just a a truly crushing injury for Cousins. You knew it right away. If you saw the close-up of his calf, you could literally see the Achilles go up. It's not good. He's going to have the MRI today, but just talking to people in the building and honestly listening to Kevin O'Connell's press conference yesterday, they know the reality that Kirk Cousins who is a free agent after this season, has played his last down for the Vikings this year. It, it's hard to hard to overstate how crushing this is for this team. Jaron Hall, rookie from BYU, likely to step in and take the snaps. We'll see if they end up acquiring someone. But from a team that has fought and come back the way they have, this stings for the Minnesota Vikings. Another quarterback injury that we are tracking, Kenny Pickett with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He left with a rib injury. Uh, now, no full word yet on how Pickett is. Going to see how he is today, how he wakes up, how he rebounds. They got a short week. I did not sense a lot of optimism, guys, that Kenny Pickett would be able to go on Thursday. That likely means 
Mitch Trubisky would be the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Plenty of experience, solid backup that likely is the option on a short week. And then, of course, Tuesday is the trade deadline and a couple of the big names that we have been tracking. You've heard it for weeks. Derrick Henry, the Titans running back, one of the best running backs in the NFL. Certainly the Titans have gotten calls. I do not sense that a deal is imminent or close, and in part because, well, one, the deal wasn't close. Uh, as of yesterday, I know the Titans are, are uh, driving a hard bargain here. They won and they look good. Does it suddenly make sense for the Titans to start uh, selling their pieces? Not so sure about that. Meanwhile, the Commanders did lose. Montez Sweat is a name that garnered a lot of interest around the league. Another one to watch uh, going forward to tomorrow. Well, and one can make the same argument for the Vikings and Daniil Hunter as well, Ian Rappaport. There's a lot of names to keep an eye on as we head to Tuesday afternoon's trade deadline. Crap sheet, thanks. Still to come here on Good Morning Football. It would not be an NFL Sunday without some jaw-dropping plays. We're going to break down our favorite from yesterday later on. Yeah, can we get to the Will Levis portion of the program? Yes, this we guy. can. That's a beautiful man. What a debut. He was awesome. Uh, former Titan. Is that the best play in football right now? I mean, he's doing things that Jerry Rice didn't do. The Eagles win, but it was very interesting. Great highlight after this. A.J. Brown sensation. Don't go anywhere. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good football. This is awesome. For the first time ever, ever, the NFL kicks off in Frankfurt, Germany with... Sunday morning football exclusively on our NFL Network. Let's it's go. a must-see AFC showdown. This one people had circled and then come to find out it's in Germany. Sweet. Dolphins take on the Chiefs. Rise, shine, caffeinate, and watch. Sunday, November 5th, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on NFL Network. Stream on NFL Plus. See Jason McCourty. Hear him as well. He'll be in the booth. Yes. Yes. You're going to get these Chiefs here, and we'll see what version we get. Coming in, limping off this one, uh, Mahomes would struggle in this game. He had four. The Chiefs would have four turnovers. Never really was in doubt. It was 14-9 for a while. Then Hardman had the muff punt. 24-9. Broncos take care of business at home. They finally go break the schneid. All right. Rams on the road in Dallas. Dak Prescott uh, looking to make it 10 straight at home. Cowboys win this one. 43-20. The 43 is the highest the Rams have allowed so far this season. 20, 43 points allowed. Cowboys were on fire yesterday. Dak and CD were unbelievable. Yep. So let's get to another NFC East matchup. We got Eagles-Commanders. Jalen Hurts 4-1 versus the Commanders since 2021. Eagles trying to get to 7-1, but they're down early. The Commanders were taking it to him, so you just throw it to 11. He finished 8 for 130 and two touchdowns. Six straight game of 125 yards receiving. It's never been done in NFL history. Never. And if Rice didn't do it, like, it's insane. Rice did everything. The D-line for the Eagles was not as dominant as they usually are. Washington plays them tough. 
Seven and one, your Philadelphia Eagles. They win by a touchdown in Washington. Sirianni is like, and that's another thing you have to prepare oh for when we set up for that play. Uh, the Eagles tack on yet another win. Now they sit with the league's best record at seven and one. Impressed has to be a very easy word to lean on when you consider the Eagles over the first eight games, Jason. But what part of it impresses you the most? Just their ability to find a way to win a football game week in and week out. And it kind of goes under saying, we always say here, just stack wins, just stack wins and we've talked about it at length of the way the Eagles are winning can they sustain it blah 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 we continue to say that and as you watch this game you saw there are two fumbles within the five yard line Jalen Hurts fumbles the yep. tush push then Gainwell gives it up trying to get into the end zone they gave up almost 400 yards to Sam Howell Brian Robinson at almost six yards per carry but still when it mattered most the Eagles found a way to win the game and the defense as much as you can say they struggle late in the game Reed Blankenship intercepts yeah. Takes it away from Sam Howell. Sets up the offense right there in position to score. Next thing you know, you just said it. Julio Jones is going up top to make a touchdown catch to put them ahead in the game. And then the commanders get the ball back after this. And you're like, all right, this is going to be their moment to make a play. And next thing you know, they haven't been able to get pressure and get to Sam Howell all night, all day. Hassan Reddick, sack fumble on fourth down to kind of put the game away. And then you see Swift taking it into the end zone. So to me, that's what's been most impressive. They find a way to win these football games. They might have the best wide receiver in football. I started this last week saying this and put it out there, and I was getting clobbered online. Like, don't do, don't be a prisoner. A.J. Brown's amazing. Mm. A.J. Brown is doing things right now that no Eagles receiver has ever done. He already has 935 receiving yards through eight weeks of football. 935. He's on pace to shatter the Eagles' single-season receiving yard record, which is held by... Urban Fryer. A.J. Brown, who did it last year. <laughs> He's also on pace to have the most receiving yards in NFL history. Yeah. He's on pace to go for 1,987 yards. He'll break Calvin Johnson's record. There's now. so much heat on Tyreek and his yards, but look at this. Tyreek's got – this is – he's also on pace to yeah. do that. He's on pace to shatter. Six straight games of 125 and more. No one in history has ever done it, so you have that one. And as you're watching him do all this, you're like, okay, it's not only that he makes big plays. It's not garbage yards and blowouts. These are huge plays. The play at the end of the half over St. Juice is an incredible one-handed grab, and you're like, why would Jalen Hurts throw that? I love this quote. Sirianni says, it's not blind faith. It's more the belief in each other. It's built through the players that we have because they believe in each other because the work they do in practice. And that play they ran on Friday. Mm. So Hertz ran that play and, and A.J. Brown did the same exact thing in practice. So it's not like, oh, you just throw it up there and he goes. It's No, we know it's going to work. I've seen it work. I think A.J. Brown is fantastic. And I know I, I might be a prisoner of the moment. I've even been late to the conversation for Eagles fans. But I think he belongs in that same talk with Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams and Jamar Chase and the rest. If not, I think he might be the best wide receiver in football this season. It's not a moment. It's six straight weeks of this happening. <laughs> This is not a two-week He had 1,400 yards yeah. last year. What are we yeah. talking about yeah. here? Yes. I look at the Eagles, and it, it, winds of change are blowing right now. We're right in that mid-season eye of the storm where teams are figuring themselves out. Uh, the Chiefs scored nine points yesterday. The Niners can't win a game. The Eagles are solid. They stand there amidst the storm, and they're, what do we say? <laughs> Stack wins. Yeah. And Jason's right. They easily could have 50 points in this game. Those two red zone turnovers, like, mm -hmm. they have it. And I don't care. They gave up passing yards. They did this. They did that. 
Solid, solid, solid as the teams that are going to expose themselves as pretenders fall away as the other contenders have troubles. Seven and one is seven and one is seven and one. We'll see. I mean, Seattle's pretty good. Mm -hmm. We'll see the Lions tonight. There is no other team in the NFC that is Philadelphia Eagles. Not right now. The, the Niners are completely falling on their face. They're falling apart. The Eagles are rock solid. You have to love it. Hottest player in the league. Defense will play better. Hurts is like almost completely in the pocket yesterday. Like he's, he's not himself. He's a little bit banged up. Fine. 38, 31, 7, 1. Who's next? It's all like, who's next? I'll tell you yes. who's next. Who's next? Who do you got? Cowboys, Cowboys. next. Let's go. That's yeah. something. Dallas looked amazing yesterday. Yeah. I still like Philly. It's, it was a Goldberg. Who's next? That's the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles right now. They've swept the commanders now, so they're taking care of that part of the business and their decision. Peter, that Sirianni quote is interesting because those words confidence and faith, that must have been uh, in the binder this week, if you will, because Jason Kelsey, who started his 147th wow. game oh, after the game, was like, we have confidence, you have faith, it's we're resilient. He said, I'd like to not turn the ball over twice, but if you're resilient, things start to happen. We have faith in each other that things are going to start clicking. It was a beautiful day for the Eagles, and they look remarkable. But, yeah, we have been staring at this November for the Eagles, yes. and now we are upon us. Bring it. And they already took care of business on that one. It was a remarkable day for them. 38-31, Eagles over the Commanders. Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jaguars went 20-10. We were all in on the AFC North last week. All these amazing wins. Let's see how the Browns would do in Seattle. We know the Bengals won. We know the Steelers lost. Seahawks defense leads the way, and the offense gets it when it matters. Gino, big play there down the stretch. Huge win for Seattle. At the table, we wore our four Ravens jersey mm. jerseys on Friday. How would the jinx fare against the Cardinals? <laughs> Come on, Cards. So Gus Edwards says, I'll take care of business, no problem. Three touchdowns. Gus Edwards from Rutgers. Hey, uh, by way of Miami, started there and then went on to Rutgers. Three touchdowns, a career high on 80 yards. Ravens win 31-24. Imagine going to college in Miami and then having to go to Rutgers. <laughs> oh. Talking about the, the banks of the old raritan. <laughs> tough, tough beat. Uh, Packers, I don't know who this team is. I'm not sure they know who they are. They never score early in the game. They didn't in this one either. It had a really dark ending for Minnesota. But first, a little bit of fun. Cousins is cooking. We know the schedule is pretty easy. He's putting up MVP numbers. If he keeps winning, the Vikings are off the mat. And this. Drops back, does something he's done 50,000 times, and just falls down. That is what happens with those injuries. You, I didn't do anything different. I wasn't hit. I didn't accelerate differently. I didn't put my body in a weird position. But that's it. And we hear that he has feared to have an Achilles injury. As I've said for years, there is no fear that you have an Achilles injury. If you fear it, they already know it. They're just beholden to that soundbite, which I respect. It doesn't. It's not good. It's 24 to 10 for the Vikings who win again. Let's hear from the head coach about his quarterback. It's a pretty emotional moment. Thinking of Kirk, uh, our locker room, every single player in our locker room, you know, thinking about our leader, our guy right now. And uh, I'm just so proud of him, proud of the way he's played all season long. And, you know, whatever is the case, if, if we don't have him for uh, one snap or uh, for the duration of our season, that will not change the fact of what I believe Kirk Cousins, the level he played to this year, and ultimately what he's meant to me uh, and our organization. No matter your opinion on Kirk Cousins as a quarterback, that man is loved in that locker room and by that coaching staff and by a lot, a lot, a lot of fans in Minnesota. Here's Jaron Hall. He is the next quarterback on the depth chart for the Minnesota Vikings. He's a rookie. He was a fifth-round pick in the spring. He played at BYU. He backed up Zach Wilson in his time at BYU. He threw a five touchdown passes to Puka Nakua last season, and now he remains the only healthy quarterback 
on the Vikings roster as of yesterday. The Nick Mullins was there for a moment, but he's on IR already, and Sean Mannion uh, on the practice squad as well. So the Vikings, one of these really interesting teams when you consider the trade deadline is tomorrow. But let's start back at the mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins injury and really just the reaction to how this affects the Vikings, but also Cousins and the fact that he's in a contract year. Yeah, it stinks. I mean, we'll see what happens with, with how the contract plays out. He played as well as he's ever played as a pro this season. <laughs> he was awesome. He was throwing the ball at an incredible level, and they were winning a game against the Packers where we were going to start today being like, Everyone wrote off the Vikings. Yeah. They were 0-3. Yep. And look, yeah. the Vikings are now the hottest team yep. in the NFC North and the whole thing. And now it's here. Now, I hate to be so flippant in it, but it's like, all right, now the season's still to be played. They're 4-4 mm -hmm. and four and they're yep. still alive. And Jaron Hall played well. He had a big third down pass to TJ Hawkinson. So he did make a couple plays. I look at Colt McCoy, who has been in a Kevin O'Connell offense for three different years, been sitting on the street waiting to get the call. I think that's the play right here. But I think you could still go with Hall, who's been there since training camp, since OTAs, and say, okay, we have a veteran guy behind him in Colt McCoy who knows the offense. I don't think the season's over yet. Mm -hmm. I don't think the season's over yet. I look around the league, quarterback plays atrocious across the league. Sorry, NFL. It's atrocious across the league and there's backups everywhere. This Vikings team is playing good defense with Flores. The offensive line is keeping the quarterback upright. And I don't see many, you know, powers in the NFC outside of the Eagles mm -hmm. right now that the Vikings couldn't beat. So I would not write off this season. And I would look around at that NFC and I would say, well, the Giants, they won a couple, they lost. You know, you look, the Commanders, they lost. The Falcons, they lost. Yeah. The Bucks, they lost. Suddenly, the Vikings are not only alive with a wild card, but they could still get this thing. So I wouldn't write this thing off. I would look at Colt McCoy. I would circle that name, and I would say, Jaron Hall, in the meantime, mm -hmm. go do your thing. We've seen a lot of uh, bigger long shots make things happen. Saw it this year with Badgett. We saw it last year with Purdy. Yeah, no doubt about our next two games, the Falcons and then the Saints. Uh, but you just hate this for Kirk Cousins. To your point, we, we were looking at them, and you're like, all right, what they can string together and what they can do. And for him in a contract year, and just as you saw him leave that game and he gets on the cart, and for a player mentally at that point, when he's jumping on his other foot off the field, he knows that something is terribly wrong at that point. And to get on the cart and have the wherewithal to be cheering and clapping on your teammates and not kind of the poor little old me, it just kind of goes to show you who Kirk Cousins is as a person, as a leader, as a teammate. And I think that's why when you talk about everybody in the organization just absolutely loves him, no matter what us as the media or people outside that locker room say, it's because who he is and that's what he represents. So you just hate to see that. And to your point, Shrugs, injuries happen every Sunday. You have to continue to go play football and it's going to be an, up, an uphill battle for the Minnesota Vikings right now. You're talking about Jaron Hall. You're talking about Colt McCoy coming off the streets. It's going to be tough for them to now string some W's together, even in this NFC. Not now. Dude. It's just the time. Yeah. It's so terrible. There's a sense I think amongst Vikings fans or Cousins fans that like he's earned this one. Or earned this one meaning playing really well. The offensive line is finally playing better. He's going to get Jefferson back. You're rattling off wins. I say it again, in a few weeks, I promise we would have been talking about Kirk Cousins as MVP based on the schedule and based yeah. on the numbers if they keep winning. It's also like, this is a very annoying time for Kirk Cousins to have this injury because he's got Rodgers, his old division rival, who I don't think he's best friends with, like redefining science with how quickly he comes back to it. So now you're going to be held against that standard about, oh. what do you mean Rodgers was back in 20 minutes? Kirk, why aren't you? Out? I don't know, because my Achilles is injured and I don't have that same thing going on. It's a very frustrating time for fans, for everybody. They all suck. They really do. The injury gods are bastards. We hate them. And this one is particularly pretty painful, especially for Minnesota. Feel for you guys. Well, to spin the dial forward for the Vikings, now they essentially know that they're going to be without Kirk for the rest mm -hmm. of the season. We just looked at Jaron Hall's face, and if you don't know a lot about him, he's a rookie, and that makes a lot of sense. He's a fifth-round pick.
The trade deadline is tomorrow. This is also a crappy time for this injury to happen. There are options out there, like a Colt McCoy that you can sign. The other name that you have seen floated around the NFL at times, and he is coming off of injury, is Ryan Tannehill. This coming off of a convincing Will Levis win for the Tennessee Titans yesterday. Rand Carthon, the new GM for the Titans, he moves, um, he might move, um, he moves Kevin Byard, excuse Uh me. A.J. Brown already left the facility, but that wasn't on Rand Carthon's clock. This Titans team is trying to figure things out under a new coach, or excuse me, a new GM, and where Vrabel can go here. I think Tannehill is a very good option as well because he's also on his last year of his contract, so he was walking out the door anyways. So what the Titans are doing and what the Vikings are doing, it's just an idea that I'm Mm -hmm. kicking around out Mm -hmm. there because the trade deadline is tomorrow, and he was inactive for Week 8 because of that ankle injury, but is he also just resting up as the Titans make him available? Mm -hmm. I like it for Tennessee. I don't don't know if Minnesota does that. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I'm just so fired up about Will Levis, what we saw yesterday. We've been waiting for that. Tannehill, two touchdown passes on the season. Will Levis threw four yesterday. Come on, Jay. Let's go. go. There you go. Which is why maybe that's who they go with, roll with for the rest of the season. (laughs) So why do you need Tannehill anyways? Coming up, there wasn't much action in the Battle of New York. That game was so entertaining. And frankly, maybe that kick is the only thing you need to see. But we'll have highlights from it and many more. Maybe the punts, too. You have to see the punts. I don't know if it's entertaining. Entertaining. I don't know if that's quite the word. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good morning, football! Let's take a listen and see what Brock Purdy had to say after the 49ers' third straight loss. Obviously, I want to be better, you know, for this team, for this organization, just taking care of the ball in some crucial parts of the games. You know, that's that's the NFL, man. It comes down to it. You're not going to just blow teams out every week. It's take care of the ball and you got to play good team uh, football. You know, that's where I'm at with that. But in terms of, yeah, you have three losses. And as a quarterback, you take a lot. I take that on myself uh, where I could be better for this team and helping us win. Purdy had three picks in the last three games. Those are all losses. And it's the 49ers' first home loss in the last nine, which is, including the playoffs, is a pretty impressive streak until now. Not much to say that's impressive about San Francisco right now, Peter. Is that your – could you confirm that, please? Joe Burrow went 28-32 on that defense. <laughs> he threw for three touchdowns. Joe Mixon had 87 yards, ran all over, danced all over the end zone. Purdy's taking it right now. Purdy is being brought down. And guess what? He hasn't played well. I thought Fred Warner had some really interesting comments after the game. We looked to him as the mouthpiece, maybe, of that Niners team as a whole. Take a listen to Fred Warner, one of the best linebackers in the sport, talking about his quarterback. The quarterback is always going to receive the blame, like the, the brunt of the criticism. But Brock is like the least of my worries. Brock is made of the right stuff. Yeah, can he protect the ball better? Sure. But he's the reason why we have a chance to win games in every single game that we're in. You're not going to win games when you have a quarterback go 28 of 32 on you. They had zero sacks of Kirk Cousins last week. They had only six pressures of Kirk Cousins. I I don't take joy in, in calling out a Niners defense that over the years has been one of the best units in football in the start of the season when you had Armstead and Bosa and Warner and then Hofanga in the back and you just got play- 
they're not stopping anyone. So if you expected Brock Purdy to go throw to throw at Joe Burrow, I don't know what you were expecting going into this thing. What's wrong with the Niners? Well, it's a it's a systemic thing right now, and they're they're reeling. But I, I can't just put it all on the quarterback. The defense was supposed to be the strength of this team all along, and they've been getting carved up also. So I don't know what to say other than the defense needs to get right, and then Purdy needs to do a better job because I don't think anyone expected Purdy to throw for 400 yards and keep up with Joe Burrow in a game if it's a shootout. Yeah, no doubt about it. And that's the same thing I'm looking at because, to your point, Purdy is getting killed. And, yes, he's turned the ball over, which he hadn't done early on. But when you look at this team and you look at the way they're built, the truth of the matter is Brock Purdy is a really good quarterback. But he is not built to be that kind of quarterback where he just takes them and he just runs within there, putting the ball in his hands, playing and play out. They're playing without Trent Williams. They're playing without Debo Samuel. But the defense is out there. And what I'm struggling is you look at what Joe Burrow did to him. But then you look at even what Kirk Cousins did to him last week on a Monday night game. This is a defense that was kind of just suffocating everybody. Yeah. They were putting 30 points up on offensive on the offensive side of the ball. But they also wasn't letting anyone score. And when you see these numbers, and just the completion and attempts, like the quarterbacks, they're not even being impeded. They're not stopping any passes. They're back there. They're baking a cake, and they're making the throws that they need to make. Making and it's completions. Whole-ass cake? Yes. They're whole, mixing it, everything? Cake. They didn't get to Kirk Cousins at all. They got to Joe Burrow a few times yesterday. But this isn't the fear, fearful 49ers defense that we had seen with Bolsa coming off the edge. Aaron Armstead, who had played pretty well in the game, up the middle. They brought in Javon Hargrave in the back. And they struggled. Oliver in a nickel spot gave up two touchdowns yesterday. So this is a team where if they're not playing well on defense, I don't know how far they can go. And this is a team we were crowning early on where it just seemed like nobody could compete with them. Nobody could stay on the same field Mm -hmm. as them. And now back-to-back weeks, we're seeing a defense that is struggling. They gave up a ton of ground game, which they haven't really done Mm -hmm. at all this season, which I think we're going to have to see. All right, Purdy has to fix some things. Just some context. The first five games of the season, they were averaging a 20-point margin of victory, meaning they weren't just beating teams. Mm -hmm. They were blowing teams out by 20 on average, and now they've just fallen off a cliff. Can we give a shout-out to the humans, to humanity? Let's go. Who are winning the war against the machines. Guys, what, that robot's broken. What's going on with my guy, Bot Purdy? Jason, he's looking at the surface on the sideline. He's trying to sync with it. You understand? Like, they can't even sync up. Right now, the bot, who I, I, I say believe, I actually know is artificial intelligence, he is like... The, the gateway computer in your mom's basement when you like downloaded LimeWire on it and like a roller coaster tycoon and it's just it's just sick. Slow. There's no Norton. He can't uh, identify how many pic- bicycles are in this picture. He's clicking the wrong ones. It's like is that a motorcycle? This is He's trying to click. I am not a robot. He can't click that. I don't recognize this guy. Uh, congratulations to not just obviously the Bengals. But humanity, for not allowing the rise of the machines up in here, I've, I've been told again, not by NFL Media Group, but by the league, to stop talking about this. And I won't. I won't do it. I'm sorry. You can fire me. I won't. He is a robot. <laughs> he is artificial intelligence. But we are winning the war. Like John Connor taught us, we are smashing the machines. So I have a, a, a message of, of pride in humanity and gratitude to all the people who are stopping the robot because he was taking over. Yeah. And I think now we can finally crush Skynet. If we One more win and like... We're not even talking about them anymore. We're not. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's funny because McCaffrey has only touchdowns in a row. Who cares about the McCaffrey touchdown streak? Yeah. It really rings hollow now. Like, if you want to talk about the A.J. Brown streak, we got it. The touchdown streak, I don't yeah. care. He gets handoffs and tosses from the robots, and they get handed a loss after every and game. you see it. last night they yeah. showed the playoff picture, and we laugh at a playoff picture in week eight. 
The number two seed in the NFC is the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. And like mm. firmly put there at two. And they play now, what, two of the next three weeks? Mm. They play the Niners, which would be great. 404 you know, error message. Here's what's <laughs> tricky, though. What was that movie where the robots, like the eyeball glitches and like it becomes all black? Like that's how I feel like. A lot of them. It is just like the, the code has totally just gone wonky and, sure. and, bo- and brought. You're talking about iRobot with Will Smith? Maybe. It might have that one. Yeah. There's a lot of them. But here's the tricky part. And we, we felt this way Shia. about Burrow that like, can he come back from it off the bottom? week off the whatever can he get the calf right yeah what do the 49ers have to do where do they focus first on their bye week now because mm. they have a lot to think about three games in their offensive production it looks totally wonky compared to how yeah. the season started to go five and zero to start the season very balanced attack very balanced and Brock Purdy was playing out of his mind to have over 400 yards per game offensively but 150 of it was rushing to have that totally drop off to sub 100 in the last three games when you're playing on the road, when you're playing good teams, when you have injuries that you have to count for in Debo Samuel and mm-hmm. Trent Williams, and you got to keep the ball. But that game at home is one that you have to have in terms of a truly formidable AFC opponent. Somebody's got to plug them back in. You got to hit the control alt delete. Know what it is, Jamie? You know how when you, your phone keeps telling you like you need to up, update the software. Oh, Shut up, that. later, later, later. I think the Niners need you to bite the bullet and update the software because Shannon keeps ignoring it. Mm-hmm. Haven't done it two in the morning while you're asleep and you wake up and it tells you it didn't load right. Yeah. We've all been through it. Yep. They need to update the software. Yes, Stop ignoring too. it, Kyle. I know, right? And it slows your whole server down. <laughs> Everything gets all buggy. Everything gets You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.